0: I'm not the smartest guy I don't purport myself to be. And I thought, Kahari Jones, here's my take on this firing. I don't like it. I've been around Danny Machoche a long time, and I like Danny Machoche, smiling, nice guy. But what does John Lynn say? Nice guys, run the Kinsmen Club. I'm not sure this was a good move for the Montreal Alouettes. And when you see players go to social media to poo-poo a move like this, it tells you that this was probably not a good decision. The players know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada, Canadian sports fans around the world. Our U.S. viewers, welcome on Inside. Uh, today's football Friday for Flametech, your industry leader in combustion services, has taken a bit of a hairpin turn. we got hockey news. Biggest news coming out of Montreal today in the NHL draft day, two is the retirement of Duncan Keith. That, to me, is the biggest news. Three-time Stanley Cup champion hanging it up with time left. Term left, as the hockey folks say. On his orders, deal, he's had enough. And um, let's bring in the Moose. When I say it's taking a hairpin' turn, Moose. Yeah, Darren Moose-Dupont joins us from the former City of Champions. He's in Edmonton. You and I were up there last night. It was one of the greatest nights we've had in a long time. We have a lot of great nights, Moose. Um, You were noticing as we were driving into Edmonton, by the way, coming up from Calgary, the sign. Do you want to say, tell what you saw Mm -hmm. on the Welcome to Edmonton sign?
1: oh I, we're driving in and i see the sign and it says edmonton alberta's capital city and in my mind all i heard was wah 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 because i'm expecting city of champions now i know they took the sign down i know the city of champions has been taken down but i'm just like it's just it's got no substance there's no as you say schutzpah alberta's capital city it just seems so plain well we
0: don't have to fly through this segment as fast as we did last hour. Where, for those that are just joining us, maybe you're listening to hour two of the podcast and you missed hour one. We went quite deep into the Stampeders' win at Edmonton last night, 49-6. We covered night one of the NHL draft, and our thoughts on Shane Wright slipping to number four to the Seattle Kraken. Um, all the moves, even the one on this morning, uh, Vili Hiso, uh, Huso, the goaltender, pending free agent goalie, traded from St. Louis to Detroit and then signing a three-year deal. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be with the Minnesota Wild for two more years. I'm going to have to slap the guy that told me Vegas was going to sign him. Sometimes you get bad info, as you know, Moose. Blue Jays lost in Seattle. We launched our World Junior Hockey Championship contest. We're not taking entrance today. But beginning Monday, we're going to be running contests and beginning, be giving away twice a week free tickets to the World Junior Hockey Championship in Edmonton. We're going to be there broadcasting live. That's a big announcement today that we're going to Edmonton for the World Juniors broadcasting live daily. And you can join us with our contest through the World Junior Hockey Championship, which really begins Monday. And then tonight, it's the Ottawa Redblacks at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League Friday Night Football. Just want to say one thing. I'm sure you watched the interview with Cody Snyder. Last hour, Musa from Edmonton. Can you tell the viewers what you told me? I appreciated it. As an award-winning brand manager that you are, you're very impressed with what this guy, Cody, yeah, is looking at him right now, has put together with his this business and his career and everything.
1: Well, it's unbelievable, you know, to go from being the bull rider to, I guess, the bull riding ambassador and the showman and to put his name on it. You know, everything's so done so well. And, and he mentioned all the sold-out shows just here in, in Calgary, but he mentioned the shows in the U.S. and down in Texas and the largest shows ever, and they've done over 400 of these. And now, you know, the name Cody Snyder is synonymous with high-level excellence in the bull riding uh, family and, and in that sport. So, you know, it's, it's great. And he conducts himself with such a professionalism, you know, He's not out there. I mean, there's not a lot to do every day, right? I mean, we see it. There's not a lot of crew going on once it's all set up. But he's there just making sure all the details are done. He's just sweeping off some dust off the bleachers, just making sure everybody's good, having a good time. And, you know, he just loves being around it. So I've loved watching that, that everything come together.
0: You should have seen our conversation off there. I talked about the timed event Cowboys, the guys that rope and wrestle the steers and all that. Yeah. And he goes, well, they hate us. He goes, they, ha- they hate us bull riders, but we get all the girls. And I said, well, they do okay, too. So, <laughs> so we had a good laugh over that. Uh, before we delve into this deep CFL talk, because it is football Friday, and then, and then Tory Gurley next hour, um, any thoughts on the retirement of Duncan Keith? I mean, the buzz last night. Because, yes, an hour-long delay at the Elks game just gave people more time to talk about the Oilers and everything else in the NHL. This seems like that kind of out of the blue for the Oilers that Duncan Keith would retire.
1: It does. It does seem out of the blue. But when you look back on the Oilers' season, you look back at their playoff run, how often did we hear the name Duncan Keith? How significant was his role? And when we remember Duncan Keith, we're going to think about the Chicago Blackhawks days and the 35 minutes a night he was logging right? Real big minutes in a shutdown role and power play and special teams. And he was a key contributor to that organization's uh, success. And in Edmonton, the age is starting to catch up with him. And I think there was a leadership component to it there, but we just, we weren't hearing his name in a significant capacity. And so um, I'm not completely surprised, but it did catch me a little off guard this morning.
0: The best way to get a hold of Darren and I today would be through the 902 text line, to be honest with you. Uh, Again, because of outage issues with Rogers Cable, we're told, across Ontario. We are not on Game Plus television today, which is very disappointing. But you got us here live on YouTube. So to the viewers... Uh, Craig in Calgary watching says, I'm totally with dupes. I was driving to Edmonton last weekend and was a little saddened by the loss of the City of Champions sign. Sports or not, that sign, hang on, sports or not, that sign was meant to honor those that died in the tornado. And uh, it gets cut off here. I apologize for that. So for that, sure, I thought it was for the orders and Eskimos of the 80s. Whatever it is, I don't know. But you took it down, Edmonton, because why? Because somebody said you should? Um, I have mondo respect for the city of Edmonton, always have. They've always treated me first class, going in there with the Rough Riders, going in there with the Regina Pats. And I say, keep it up, man. I've never, well, I grew up an Order fan, yes. But was never an Eskimo fan. But I, don't you agree? If you're the city of champions, yeah. regardless of the people who died in the tornado, leave it up.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool because, you know, it identifies your even if you don't know what they've won lately or what they're talking about. It's the city of champions that makes you feel cool when you come into the city as you're driving in. It makes you feel I am somewhere special. This is cool. So um, I like it, but I know we're going away from that and we want to have neutral things. And if we have neutral things, it's just going to be a neutral reaction, which is kind of my reaction to entering the city last night. Well, as our
0: COO, Lee Genier says, The Rod Peterson Show is their premier sports and entertainment talk, talk show in Canada. It is. Put it on the sign. That's the way, that's the way you should look at things. Uh, by the way, we launched this last hour. I'm going to say it again. Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing this to kiss Edmonton's ass. that just rolled into this. Edmonton is hosting the world this summer. The World Juniors are back from August 9th to the 20th. Get your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. Be there to see the next generation of international hockey stars and hear the roar of the hometown crowd. Tickets are available right now, single tickets for just $40. HockeyCanada.ca. will be giving away tickets here on the RP Show uh, beginning next week okay there are so many comments coming in here i apologize i'm there's no way i'm going to be able to get to them all let's just go back for a second to before we tee up tonight's saskatchewan ottawa game last night's game in edmonton calgary just calgary's calgary man it's the first game they haven't trailed by 10 plus points and come back to win they're in control throughout it in a lot of ways looked like men versus boys last night darren And the Elks allowed touchdowns on special teams, offense, and defense, three different ways. If there was a fourth way, they would have given it up on that too. But Jeff, the Stams fan, says, hey, judging by that crowd last night, they announced 21,023. It looked like less than 9,000. He goes, I'm not sure. I believe the Elks season ticket numbers. Do you think that is being fudged or not? I mean, we met Victor Kui, the president, before the game. Seems like a stand-up guy. I just think a lot of people saw the forecast and didn't want to go.
1: That's what I think. I think that I think that's a big reason. I think you know it's always fudged a little bit. I mean, you look at tickets you've given away. You look at season tickets. You look at you know sold tickets. You look at sponsorship tickets. You look at all these things. It's the the actual attendance is never going to meet what's sold. But I think you're right. More than ever, there was threats of thunderstorms all afternoon throughout the game, to the point where they threatened the, the start of the game and even pushed it back. Turns out it wasn't a significant delay, but that was in question um all day so i think a lot of people would have said look at i can watch this on tv i don't have to worry about getting wet i don't have to worry about getting struck by lightning i don't have to worry about a delay you know all of that it ended up being a late night as it was so i think that contributed to it for sure but it was still a bleak uh crowd
0: uh to the others my from my cousin christine in medicine hat she says, once a Rider fan, always a Rider fan. I've never seen that written on the wall anywhere. i got to be honest with you, I'm quite the Edmonton Elks fan. And I'm becoming way more of a Calgary Stampeders fan because, quite frankly, they're treating us so great. Yes. That's a fact, man. It couldn't have been better the way that they're being treated here. So that's her statement, but I'm feeling right at home here. Jason in Red Deer says, while you guys are talking about the Oilers, Thoughts on them going back to the old blue jerseys from the 80s? What do I think? They should have never gone away from them. Ever. You, you're a jersey guy, Darren. You're, I mean, you didn't watch them in the 80s, but you, maybe you saw their announcement on Instagram the other day that they're going back to those old. They should have never left. It looks amazing.
1: I think they're really great. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I love them, and, and if you want to go back to them, I think it's, I think it's a good move. It's 11 11 Mountain,
0: pointing out uh, from our viewers. Oh. We're on the right track, Moose. The Angels are nearby. Um, okay, to tonight's game. Here's what's going on in the sports schedule tonight uh, Major League Baseball, the Blue Jays are at Seattle, and the Jays need to get it together. Canadian Elite Basketball League, Fraser Valley's at Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa played Saskatchewan earlier on this weekend. Ottawa. I talked to AJ Jakubik while you were getting your haircut. I was I was waiting outside for Moose, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm calling the Ottawa Saskatchewan game twice this week." <laughs> CEBL and CFL. Sometimes I wonder if anybody's going to get you know really get around the CEBL. I don't know. Not my problem. CFL tonight. Ottawa Saskatchewan used to be a white hot rivalry. Believe me, it was. It all had to do with the fact that the Red Blacks. You know, the Ottawa football people think we stole their name, Rough Riders. Just read a history book and you know that we didn't. Um, I don't. What what What's the storyline for you, Moose, in this game tonight?
1: Um, you know, the quarterback play in, in, in Ottawa. And I think, you know, Ottawa comes in as a team that's better than their record. We see that, you know, at times, um, you know. Cody Fajardo's storyline, you know, you mentioned that he might be dealing with some injuries, but also, you know, continuing to try and win, I guess he has to win over the fan base in Saskatchewan, that feels kind of ludicrous, but to say, but that's kind of a bit of a storyline. And obviously, you know, the discipline for Saskatchewan, it continues to be a storyline uh, for the team.
0: Well, let's hear from uh, the Ryder fans. There are several watching right now. And by the way, the best way to reach us is via the text line, as I said, 902-518-3033. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says that outage is all across Canada, Rod. Uh, Fair. Um, It's a bummer for me that we're not on Game Plus today, but it is what it is. Let's hear from some new people. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Edmonton is the city of memories as far as we can. Calgarians are concerned. Um, I'm lucky and very grateful that I've had a second, ch- <laughs> second third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance at life. Um, I'm not going to get into the Calgary-Edmonton thing. As far as I'm concerned, we're Red Deer, or maybe more specifically, Lacombe where they'll make specifically the burrito box for you, if you ask, because they did for Moose. So I'm just not getting into it because we've been treated great in Calgary. There's no doubt. But we went up to Edmonton, and we were treated at least as great, Darren. Would you not say last night at Commonwealth Stadium?
1: We were treated 1,000%. It was unbelievable. And, I mean, I, I put it on Twitter. The hospitality in Edmonton was perfect. It was so great. So, yeah, treated really well. Um, nobody's
0: told me what's the storyline for this game tonight. Um, <clears throat> look, don't make me write or read a commentary here on my thoughts. What are the storylines? I know. Ottawa's better than their record. Fair. Um, there's just a whole lot of wah, wah, wah when it comes to games in the CFL right now. Sorry, I said it. I mean, Jennifer is... A rider fan at the Four Seasons, she wants to talk about the Orders' jersey. She says it's about time that they went back to them. I wasn't very happy they stopped. And that goes back to what I said about the Cleveland Browns changing their jerseys. Only bad teams change their jerseys. The Orders in the 90s, well, they were okay. They always lost to Dallas in the playoffs, but they were always changing their jer- jerseys. Remember that third Navy jersey with the oil drop on it and the copper they brought in? The copper, remember? Because they were trying yeah. to distract the fans from how bad they were. You know, they don't really need to do that. Um, William and Lloyd Minster says, I hope Cody can play with that brace on. His running part is reduced, but the running game is coming along good. Yes, it's coming along well. So that's it. Hopefully, Cody Fajardo can make it through the game because we've heard that he is uh, banged up. I've heard that. I'm not going to say where I heard his injuries are specifically because Cody's my guy. Two Cody's now. I have two favorite Cody's Cody Snyder and Cody Fajardo. Two pretty good guys to be uh, in with. Yeah. Um, Moose, I will bid you adieu. Safe travels. Have a great weekend. Calgary's going to miss you. For the viewers, um, I'm staying here. Moose is not. Tory Gurley will be in next, I think. We'll be right back. All right. Have a great weekend, Moose Egon. We will uh, be right back and talk some NFL, CFL, whatever else comes up with Tory Gurley. Maybe answer your questions as well. We're live from Cody Snyder's Bull and. Sunny and warm, Calgary, Alberta, on day one of the Calgary Stampede, and we're at Cody Snyder's bull busting. You are watching on YouTube Live today, 24-hour sports radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right. You are uh, looking at a Calgary Stampede. Sorry, that is GMC Arena. GMC Stadium, effectively, uh, actually. The world's greatest outdoor show kicking off today. It's the first for me, and uh, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm already amazed. By the way, we do have some viewers uh, chiming in with their thoughts. What are the storylines on tonight's Ottawa, Saskatchewan, CFL game? We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, our poll question today for Capital Auto Universal Collision Center is, do you accept injuries as an excuse? And the results are 50-50. Do you accept injuries as an excuse for your team's losses? Capital Automall with dealerships all across the prairies. Again, results 50-50. Uh, let's bring in our NFL insider right now. We, he can talk a variety of things. Tory Gurley, I appreciate him. Browns alum, Packers alum, Argos, Bombers. There are a few teams. But those are the time he spent the
2: most with. How you doing, Tori? I'm good. I felt like I haven't seen you and talked to you in a long time.
0: Far, far, far too long. But uh, you're a busy guy. I'm enjoying following all your social media. I'm glad things are going so great. And, Tori, can I just start with this? How would you answer that question? Do you buy, accept injuries as an excuse for your team's losses slash poor performance? It's part of the game,
2: but I wouldn't – Blame it on there. Like, you know, we're conditioned to just say, hey, we're, you know, it's the next man up. But it it is all in context. Now, we understand, you know, certain positions hold more weight, you know, quarterbacks, you know, head coaches or stuff like that. With, like if a coach is sick or if a quarterback gets hurt or, you know, a kicker or something like those are positions that <laughs> if you're you're if you're battling left handed, you know, that's that's tough. So. Um, you know it, but it, it happens you know that's the all equalizer in sports and that's why we have to go out and play the games
0: yeah my vote on that was no I don't accept Injuries as excuses because the best teams have somebody ready to go. And we'll circle back around on that as it relates to the CFL, but I'm dying to ask you your thoughts on Baker Mayfield being traded. Can you please tell us what you know or as much as you can? I'm so proud of Baker for saying you can't treat me that way. I'm not playing for you ever again. That's what it looks like to me and forced to trade. What do you know about him going to the Carolina Panthers?
2: You know, w- we'll see down here. I mean, we have Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, you know, two guys that were high draft picks in the same draft and both led the league in interceptions. I think one guy has 56 career interceptions and another guy has 52. So um, I-, I think going into training camp, it would be Sam Darnold's job and eventually he's going to fizzle out. Uh, Baker come in and, you know, kind of be a jolt of energy. But I think the Panthers are just in a tough spot because you know they're usually they win enough games to where it knocks them out of actually being able to draft a quarterback high, so their scouting department is really going to have to put in their due diligence and see if they can find someone you know in in in, the, in I guess in the mid rounds or so because it's it's going to be tough
0: We could spend this entire segment just on. This trade in the Panthers, I saw somewhere this week that Matt Rule, the coach of the Panthers, is the coach the most on the hot seat in the NFL going into the 2022 season. Does that, is that why he wanted to go out and acquire Baker Mayfield, just in terms of insurance at the quarterback position? Or, or do you agree with the assessment that he is the, on the hottest seat of all NFL head coaches?
2: You know what? The Carolina Panthers as a whole is in a hot seat, and here's the reason why. So we have this new owner. Um, Tepler, you know, big billionaire guy, hedge fund. And he literally built a facility 10 minutes down the road from our place, from where we're staying. And this guy stopped working on the facility. (laughs) And now, you know, the people in my hometown of Rock Hill and Fort Mill and all the other places, those, you know, companies, these different businesses was banking on the Panthers, moving their facility from Charlotte to Rock Hill, South Carolina, and he pulls the plug on the job and the the fans are just in a disarray. You know, we can't believe that this owner just comes in and flop on this new, you know, billion dollar facility they're building down here to generate more revenue for the, the city of Fort Mill and Rock Hill, South Carolina. And on top of that, you know, the team is subpar and we're not fans of Baker Mayfield nor Sam Darnold. We just want to see some competitive football. So, you know, the Panthers have to get their stuff together over the next few months because if not, it's going to be a long year.
0: And to the Browns, your team that you've spent a lot of time, I've seen it the last couple of years, you've been inside their facility. I'm not sure if you feel you need to be careful with what you say about the Cleveland Browns being cherished alum, but are they as hapless as it appears that they are?
2: Yeah, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, going out, um, making that huge risk and bringing in Deshaun Watson with him still being under the investigation. Um, now this stuff is being settled, and you're dealing with the backlash of, of mothers, of parents, of fans. Um, you know, having someone in the locker room that's you know just not great in the public eye, right now. and it, it's tough. You know, and, um, you know, Jimmy Haslam and the Browns, I know they have a lot of work ahead of them and trying to figure out what they're going to do with this situation. But, you know, you know, you, you let go of Baker Mayfield, you trade them for, you know, some bubble gum and, and some potato chips. So now it's just kind of like, you know, the Browns might be back in a bad spot where, you know, they're going to be starting at ground zero. And the roster is not bad. Like they're literally a quarterback away from being, you know, a legit contender. But, you know, with this whole Deshaun Watson saga going on, man, it's just – I really don't even want to get involved with it, man. It's, it's tough times over there.
0: Nobody wants to talk about it. And trust me, I, un- I understand that, and that's why I'm not going to push you any more on that. But I do want to just talk about Baker Mayfield. We saw what he did at Oklahoma. He's a heart-on-your-sleeve kind of guy, as are you, as am I. And I like you've been on the same field as him, right? At training camp, yeah. uh, he took him to the playoffs for the first time in twenty years, and they won in Pittsburgh.
2: What am I missing? Why do they not want him anymore? They were able to surround Baker with the pieces to make him successful. Um, Nick Chubb, um, and also Kareem Hunt, OBJ, a OBJ, a OBJ, Jarvis Landry. David and Joku, literally a lot of pieces around them to be successful, but the run game was phenomenal. And then also on defense, you know, you had Miles Garrett and you had Jadavian Clowney, you know, wreaking havoc on opposing quarterbacks. So it really, you know, they just grounded, they just really grinded teams up. You know, it really wasn't a pretty style of football like watching a, a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady it was more of a rugged, we're going to hand the ball off and kind of punch you in the mouth. So, you know, with that type of approach, you know, you and I could line up at quarterback and hand the ball off to guys that can, you know, take it to distance. So, you know, it really was, he was the quarterback, but that team was led by the people who the guys in the front office were surrounding them with amazing talent.
0: I just got a couple of Dolphins questions for you because we're going to be in South Florida for the NFL kickoff this year. And uh, I don't know where we're at with the Dolphins. I mean, they got a new coach, as you know, and uh, Tua's upset because they found out they wanted to get Tom Brady there and almost did. But then you got Tyreek Hill show up and he says that Tua's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't want the Dolphins to be a traveling circus. They've been that for 40 years. Are they going to make any noise in the AFC East? They're not going to win the division, but like, what do you see out of the Dolphins this year? What am I going back to?
2: Mm-hmm. I, what I like, I do like the roster, but I don't know anything about the coach. You know, this guy is a minority coach that just popped up out of nowhere. I didn't even know he was African-American. You know, I, I thought he was a Caucasian guy. So he popped up as a minority coach and, you know, he has this opportunity to, um, you know, lead the Dolphins. Um, I know that he comes from. The Cal Shanahan tree and those guys, you know, they, they, they have a, a pretty exotic offense, but that's Cal Shanahan's offense. I don't know how the new coach is going to go out and be able to handle business in that AFC East division, because you have to worry about the Buffalo bills. You have to worry about the new England Patriots. You know, obviously you have, you know, the Miami dolphins there. So it's, and you know, it's tough, you know, but you never know, like, I know I know. right now Bill Belichick isn't looking like himself without Tom Brady. So, you know, the Dolphins could be someone that, you know, they could be a team that just kind of, you know, hits you in the mouth when you least expect it. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see kickoff in, in, in eight more weekends.
0: Okay, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, me too. And listen, I get what you're saying. Mike McDaniel sounds Caucasian. But he isn't. And I've heard him on all the talk shows in Miami. <laughs> you know, you could. Yeah. It's an interesting story to follow. I got to ask you, man. Your guy's Trevor Harris. What is going on with the Montreal Alouettes, man?
2: I was just, I was with Trevor like two weeks ago. Uh, obviously, we were in Strasbourg. We, we were in Regina. I didn't see you. I was so upset. But, um, you know, we stopped in Toronto and we went to the Argo game. And um, it was just great to sit down and, and, and hang out with my friend because, you know, I'm proud of him. He's been through a lot. And, you know, what Montreal is going through as a team man. It's just like a, a dumpster fire over there. But I know the leader that Trevor is and I know he will continue to rally the guys and, 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 and to be a professional no matter what, because we understand at the end of the day that, um, you know, he's a leader and he's he's someone that's been in the CFL for 10 plus years. So he's going to lead those guys the best way he can.
0: What is the buzz, again, as much as you can say, on the firing of Kahari Jones? Because here's mine. We had him in Saskatchewan. I couldn't find a photo of him to post on my website that he wasn't smiling. The players love him. He turned around a franchise that was a dumpster fire, and he gets shown the door. And Baron Miles, is a coach, too, as you know. For Danny Machoche, who has won a Grey Cup in the past, but I think, I think you and I could have coached them to a Grey Cup, the 2005 Edmonton Eskimos. So, what is the take in football on the Kahari being turfed?
2: Yeah, that happens, and basically they're just looking for an easy way out, just to get rid of them. You know, if they get rid of you that early, that lets you know that it was already in the works for him to be fired, and they were just trying to pull the rug or pull the plug at the right time. So, um, you know, that's part of this wild business that we're in, and that's why I'm. I'm at it at a distance, you know, I couldn't be in it anymore because I would be one of those guys that's outspoken and probably out of a job. So, (laughs) Um, but uh, best of luck to all those guys out there. And I know coach is going to land on his feet. And like I said, I know Trevor and and Montreal, they're going to handle business and try to, you know, right the wrong and, and get the guys on the right page. Hey,
0: listen, before I let you go, you'll appreciate this. Um, I was at a launch party for Ferrari the other night, Tori, if you want to know what's going on in my life now. And I got (laughs) talking to this lady, I got talking to this lady, and she used to work in pro sports, and she doesn't anymore. She got out of it. She's like, you and me, I don't want to do it anymore. And she goes, "I I didn't realize, Rod, that people are just disposable in pro sports. They're just discardable. And I'm like, well, they are, but they're not. You know what I mean? Like, human beings are not disposable, but you do get treated that way in the pro sports industry. And that's why I go back to Baker, Baker Mayfield, where he's like, you can't treat me that way. I respect the heck out of it. And I'm, I'm pulling for him for that reason. You've made me think a little bit more about it here today, but that's why we brought you on. And most importantly, what does TJ think of the motherland? Saskatchewan, Canada
2: he had a ball uh he uh, my my in-laws they have a horse so he was able to you know play on the horse uh we barbecued like always um uh my brother-in-law they're his wife they're they're expecting a baby any day we don't know the gender yet they're literally waiting till she you know gives birth so it's a lot of great things going on in the Hubick and Gurley family we're, we're growing by the day and Um, we can't wait to get back up there because I'm definitely going to have TJ in the studio with us.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm glad to hear that it is going great for all you guys. As you can see, it's going great for us. And really, man, that's all we can ask. You have a great weekend. I appreciate you joining us uh, here today as always.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: The best NFL insider, Torrey Gurley. You've seen him on ESPN. NFL Network, Fox Sports, SEC Network, and maybe most importantly, the Rod Peterson Show, alumni of the Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, and Toronto Argonauts. So it's just me and you for the next 20 minutes to end today's show. And uh, I want to get your comments, folks, on everything that's going down, uh, NHL, CFL, because those are the Canadian topics our World Juniors contest, whatever you want. I do on this other side of this break want to talk, get to a sports update for what has gone on at the NHL draft today. But I also want to get into the conundrum that we're facing with this show and uh, the CFL and sports in general. It's not our conundrum. I feel like it's theirs. And we'll talk about that when we come back. And the best way to get a hold of us today, not on Game Plus TV, is the text line 902 518 3033. We'll get to it all when we come back. We're live from Cody Snyder's Bull Busting. Only 20 more minutes left here for the week at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino uh, parking lot on YouTube Live and 24 Hour Sports Radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Calgary, Alberta, the place to be. Somebody tell me, please. If I hurry up and we go off the air at Noon Mountain, can I race downtown and find Kevin Costner? Because I know the parade is underway. I'm sorry, I'm being fanboy here. And uh, I told you we're going to talk brass tacks and as George Strait sings, honey, let's get down to it. I'm going to tell you the conundrum that we face with the Canadian Football League and, and so forth, and hockey. And Should I do that now or should I do the sports update? Let's do the sports update first, okay? Edmonton Oilers defenseman Duncan Keith is hanging up his skates. The future Hall of Famer decided to retire from the NHL after 17 seasons, reports TSN's Pierre LeBron. Duncan Keith is one of the most decorated players of his era. He won three Stanley Cups, two Norris trophies, and a Conn Smythe Award with the Chicago Blackhawks, as well as two Olympic gold medals with Team Canada. The 38-year-old finishes his career with 646 points in 1,256 games. He added 91 points in 151 postseason contests. I can't speak for the Edmonton Oilers, nor would anybody expect that I would, but I feel like this would have taken them... By surprise, I really do, because I was just in Edmonton last night. You see why we have taken this show where the action is. And I was around, let's just say, Edmonton sports people, not necessarily orders people, although there were a lot of them at the game last night, guys that weren't at the draft. They were at the CFL game, and um, they were talking about the orders blue line and Cody Cece, obviously, and Duncan Keith, and would he come back? How big of a factor was he last year? The one guy said to me, because he's got one more year left at five point five million. Do you think maybe the Oilers convinced him to retire? I I don't know. It kinda depends, I guess. He's got nothing left to prove. Seventeen seasons, I just read his bio. He's not gonna turn his back on five point five million, I wouldn't think. Was he a Winnipeg guy, right? I think Manitoba guy. So that's the big news today out of the NHL. I guess, off the ice. Um, here's another. The NHL goalie market continued to solidify at the draft today in Montreal. The Detroit Red Wings got things started when they acquired pending, unrestricted free agent goalie Ville Huso from the St. Louis Blues for the 73rd pick. The pending, unrestricted free agent subsequently signed a three-year contract extension. So Ville Huso, who was ranked from what I saw, the number one available free agent goalie, is now a Detroit Red Wing for the next three years. Uh, Jack Campbell was number two. He's still out there. The Leafs goalie. you got to wonder where he's going. And I believe Marc-Andre Fleury on the list I saw was third available free agent, and he signed with Minnesota. He's staying there for two years. The New Jersey Devils got into the action today when they acquired Vitek Vanasek from the Washington Capitals for two picks, number 37 and number 70. The trades came after a series of moves on the cre- in the crease before and during Thursday's first round of the draft. And as you know, the Avalanche acquiring goaltender Alexander Gorgiev from the New York Rangers for three draft picks because the status of one Darcy Kemper pending free agent unknown. That's right. It was Husso one, Jack Campbell two, Darcy Kemper 3 Mark Marc-Andre Fleury four. I'm not sure I even necessarily agree with that ranking, but that's what I saw. Week 5 of the CFL season continues tonight in Regina with the Saskatchewan Roughriders facing the Ottawa Red Blacks. Roughriders 3-1, and one, but the end of the contest with a number of key injuries. That's what led to our poll question today. Do you buy injuries as an excuse for losses? I don't. The Red Blacks have lost their first three games of the season, but those losses include a two-point defeat to defending Great Cup champion Winnipeg and a three-point loss to undefeated BC. 7.30 kickoff on TSN. The struggling Toronto Blue Jays continue a four-game series with the Mariners tonight in Seattle. The Blue Jays were defeated 8-3 in last night's season opener. That was Toronto's sixth loss in their last seven games. This sports update is for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch. Open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So here's a great tease. We got a couple minutes left in this segment, and then I'll probably roll it over into the next. Uh, and I, I'll get to your comments jennifer says uh, does he still get paid if he retires no mandy in edmonton says watching the game last night as an elks fan was hard um yeah and here's here's the conundrum that we as a staff talk about all the time okay it is the rod peterson show so therefore it should be about what i want to talk about and you just saw our newest sponsor, World Junior Hockey Championship. We're going to be doing ticket giveaways. Look at the crowd in Edmonton last night. Less than 10,000. Um, Moose and I were walking around the concourse at Commonwealth Stadium, having had a wonderful visit with Victor Queed, the Elks president. Chris Jones, close friend of mine, Elk staff. I've got way more friends on the Edmonton Elk staff than the Saskatchewan Roughriders staff. That is a fact. That's just how business goes. But I'm sitting there, and Darren and I talk about it all the time, it's how much time should we be spending on the Canadian Football League when look at these crowds, look at these ratings that are down 40%. And when people say, oh, it was a Thursday, oh, there was a bad forecast, oh, the tickets are too much, oh, I'm mad they have changed the name Eskimos, Whatever, dude. I don't care. It's a results-based business. The stadium's empty. Why would we be talking about it when the majority of Canadians are moving on? It didn't stop the Bell Center in Montreal from being packed to capacity, the largest rink in the NHL. Now, I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it. I was listening on NHL radio. My buds, Steve Cooley, Scott Laughlin, all live from the Bell Center. The place is rocking. And they had to pay to get in. Draft used to be free. It's not anymore. NHL (laughs) used to be that way. It's not anymore. Um, It's a hype, 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 hype. I didn't care about this draft. How many times have I told you? I don't really care about drafts. I'm way more into the Hall of Fame debate. And I'm getting less for the Hall of Fame. But way less for the draft. But all this coverage on TSN and Sportsnet, because I've been in my room at the Grego Resort and Casino, where they treat me like Elvis. And it's all about Slikovsky and Wright and this and that. And who's going to be the orders? goalie? Throw them all into the mix. Darren Dreger, Pierre Lebrun, Elliot Frey- uh, uh, uh. on. Oh, I- I'm getting into it. As are you. And where's the CFL talk? And I run into, cu- uh, it's quite a rant we got going here. 60 seconds, then we'll break and I'll come back. Mandy says, Rod has some predisposition that I'm against him. Get over it, Rod, in all caps. No, I don't. You're here every day. You're here every day. I don't think you're against me at all. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. And um, I do, I think that I have a vision that's different than most people. Uh, what are the definition of vision? Certainly in business is seeing things that others can't see. Uh, Darren sees things that I don't see. But overall, we have the same vision because look at what we're doing. But I see Randy Ambrosie in the parking lot of Commonwealth Stadium. He's, on, he's by himself on his phone last night. And I stopped and I needled him and I said, hey, you know your way around this dump? <laughs> Commonwealth Stadium. And he laughed. He's like, oh, I might have been here a time or two. I said, can we get a photo? And he's like, yeah. And I said, how are things, Randy? He's like, good, good. I'm like, really? Are they really good? And he's like, yeah, good. I think he actually believes it. Let's look at the balance sheets. It's, Things aren't good, Randy. And Clark, how long has it been since he's been on this show? Two years? Something like that. And we've put in repeated requests for Randy Ambrosio, the commissioner of the league, to come on this show. So I was taking a leak here this morning at the uh, Biffy and walking towards the podium to do the show, and I'm like, you know, if they had a CFL channel, that's what they need on satellite radio or television. God knows you could do it in the days of streaming, but for whatever reason they don't. I couldn't host it when there are teams that won't even put people on our show because of petty grudges that have gone on for years. Like, grow up! And the commissioner was on TSN last night. He was on both radio stations carrying the game, but we can't get him on this show. So you tell me why we would spend more time talking about the CFL when we got sponsors coming in here like the World Hockey Championship and Edo Japan and Taco Time and all these others based on the hockey numbers and coverage. Hey, Pete. I will be right back. I see the numbers going up. We'll continue this in a moment with Taco Time viewer takeover. You're watching on YouTube only today. In live streaming sports radio now and 24-7 at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the final segment of uh, the RP Show. I'm laughing because an eagle, a literal gray eagle, just flew over my head, and I thought he was coming down on me. And we're going to be right in the middle of that this weekend. Uh, I'm gray excited eagle about it. Eagle Resort
2: and Casino.
0: Tell me about it. Next week, I'll be live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino again. I'm telling you, I wish I, I literally could turn the camera up on that gray eagle. There's a reason they call this resort the gray eagle, because there's a lot of gray eagles flying around. Taco Time viewer takeover. Real food, real value, real flavor. So, uh, yeah, Jack uh, in Vulcan, Alberta, writes it. He says, Rod, I know you're a fan of Randy Ambrosie, but listening to him last night talk about how fantastic the CFL is doing and looking in the stands, I just can't buy in yet. Talk doesn't make it so. Results do. Well, I know. And... um because it's just you and me, uh, i.e. me and the viewers, that's what we're going to do here for viewer takeover the rest of the way. Usually the moose is with us and we kick it around, but I can handle it to wind up this week here and take me into my very first Calgary Stampede weekend. I'm quite excited about it. Um, <laughs> I like Randy because Randy's been good to me. And I still have a lot of friends, obviously, in the CFL And for the Americans that complain about our CFL coverage, I'm just going to say he is the commissioner of the league. A lot of friends in the league say, oh, well, Rod, but he does this. You don't know the other side of Ram Ambrose. No, I don't. And I don't care. He's been good to me. And as they say, if you form your opinion on somebody based on their treatment of you, that's probably the way that you should live your life. I have these debates with people all the time. They say, well, was Osama bin Laden good to you? Would you like him? Because he was good to you? Stop it. Um... Some people trying to be comedians on here. I can't do it. Wayne and Victoria. The powers at the CFL don't seem to want to promote their league and work with the teams and their fans to keep the interest high. Sorry to say. Uh, I've been battling it for years. Um... Yeah. Stephen in North Dakota. Rod does more rants on Friday, so the world can calm a little bit by Monday. Jeff in Winnipeg, another Rod rant coming out guns a blazing today. I'm a start of it. Last night, you tuned in the game. There was nobody there. Monday night in Toronto, nobody there. Thursday night in Edmonton, nobody there. We'll see what the crowd is in Saskatchewan tonight. There'll be more than those crowds, but I will guarantee you it won't be sold out. And, um... I guess to kind of wind it all up here, and we had four minutes left, so you better get your comments in now. And by the text to nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three, 518 it's the Rod Peterson Show. We're going to talk about what Rod wants to talk about. So if I'm going to bring on a rodeo clown for 40 minutes, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to bring on a, if I want to bring on a world champion bull rider, I'm going to do it. That I've been a fan of since I was a little kid. But the CFL, you're really losing me because we've got the World Junior Committee here sponsoring the show, giving away tickets. Uh, The Flames alumni have just taken me in. And what I've loved, listen, I'm loving it out here. Can you see? I connected Cody Snyder with Tim Hunter. They never met each other before. I bring them together. And all of a sudden, they're introducing Tim Hunter in the arena here the other night with fireworks going off. Makes me feel good to do that. I'm a connector. And it's just the CFL, what are you doing? to get better. Danny Noonan watching on YouTube says, uh, didn't they have free tickets to kids 12 and under for that game last night in Edmonton? Starting to wonder where the CFL is heading. Uh, They did, but would they announced it the morning of the game or the morning before Wednesday morning, that's (laughs) not everybody's like me and only makes plans 24 hours in advance. Some people like a few days. Victor announced that Wednesday morning the game was Thursday night. But people were bitching about, um, ah, it's the night before Stampede. How dare they throw a game the night before Stampede? I'm like, isn't this Stampede in Calgary? We're in Edmonton. Um, yeah, so I'm interested to watch the NHL draft goings on uh, for the rest of the day, what goes on throughout the weekend. The the CFL is paying for some really bad decisions over the last 15 to 20 years. It isn't necessarily the fault of the people that are in the league now. And it may potentially be too late. So when I talked about earlier in the show about vision, my vision a year or two ago for this league was partnering with the XFL, turning ourselves onto the U.S. market in secondary NFL leagues. We saw how that went. And if this keeps going the way... Like, I don't know how they're paying their salaries. I don't know how they're paying their players, their staff. Um, But not my problem. And my phone was blowing up last night with people bitching about the attendance. And these were politicians. These were league alum. These were business leaders. And I'm like, don't write me anymore. You should have caught me a year ago. And even then, I didn't have any input on this. Call the commissioner. This has been fantastic. And uh, we'll see you Monday from Calgary, noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Thank you, Tory, Cody, Moose, and our crew. We yeah. felt sorry for Mike Riley last night walking stop. off the field. He looks so disheartened. The show's bad. over, Lynch. And, and oh, Okay, <laughs> stop talking football. <laughs> <laughs> oh.